All right, Wayne Bettis here, the founder of the Off The Tools podcast. I just want to introduce you to our brand new sponsor, directplumbingsupplies.com. It is founded by a former tradesman who has set up his own plumbing and heating merchants. He has an online shop, which is obviously at directplumbingsupplies.com, and he delivers across the UK. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Trades Grove Summit. I hope you're enjoying all of the great content we have put together. Today, I have a fantastic guest. And, you know, from a personal point of view, this is a real privilege for me because I work with Paul. Paul is my coach. Uh, so it's a, it's a little bit like Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi here. I've got my my master above me and, um, and who's going to come and share some amazing training today. He is a two-time master coach of the year, multiple entrepreneur, and quite frankly, just a leader of men. Mr. Paul Moore, welcome. Hey, what an intro. My head was, if the door wasn't big enough, my head wouldn't get through it. I hope everyone's watching on a widescreen. Thank you, mate. You've made me balls tingle. I love it. (laughs) Right. Well, for those that don't know Paul, you're going to get nicely introduced. Paul is high intense passionate um and his training is how to grow a business without losing your shit hand the mic over to you sir yes i love it thank you so much Wayne. well hello everyone uh first off thank you for giving me your time and your attention today wherever you're at whatever time it is do me a favor though turn your fucking notifications off turn your phone off drop whatsapp for a second because this sounds fairly big-headed but the truth is, I could say one thing that could change your life. And do you really want to miss it because you're looking at Big Barry, the guy with a massive dick? Do you really want to miss what I'm going to say here that could change your life because you're looking at stupid shit in WhatsApp, right? Turn that off and just give me your attention for 60 minutes. In exchange for you giving me your attention, I'm going to give you some insights from my life, from the thousands of people that I've coached um, that will have a dramatic impact. And like Wayne said, help you grow your business without losing your shit. And we're actually not going to be focusing on business at all today. And my story is going to show you why. Um, So I think I've got a slide that will show you what my life looked like back in 2014. But my intention today is really simple. My intention today is to give you some tools, techniques, strategies, maybe some habits that are going to allow you to build your business without losing your shit. What that means is to build your business without the people around you suffering in your quest to provide for them. Because I've seen it happen too many times. We build this business, everything else is dog shit. We're fat, we're exhausted, we're grouchy, we never see our kids, we buy them nice things, we never see our kids, our wife fucking hates us. And all we can wait for, all we we can't wait to get to the weekend so we can spend it pissed and full of sniff. Don't tell me that's not the truth. I've worked with too many people to know that that's not the truth. So what I'd love you to do is, is if you can in the comments, I'm not sure where this is going to be posted. Like, what do you want to get from this? What do you want to get from this talk today? Why the fuck are you here? Why are you here? And I want you to write this down or type it in whatever box you can. Simply because, and it's real simple this, simply because 
your brain will find what you tell it to. Remember, your brain is a, is a problem-solving machine. It will find whatever you tell it to. It's an answer-seeking machine. So if you're here just to, hoping that you're going to learn something, it's not really good enough. You want to accept the intention and say, you know what I get from today? I want one technique that's going to make me feel better. I want one technique that's going to help me get up in the morning. I want one technique that's going to help me deal with overwhelm. Why the fuck are you here giving up your time? Because what I do know is that you're busy. If I was in a room right now, I've been in several rooms recently, which has been amazing being back on the stage, speaking at various events has been amazing. Um, and I hate to say it because I'm on it right now, but fuck Zoom. I've had enough of this bastard. Uh, being in a room full of people is completely different. And if I was right now and I said, and I said the words, who's busy? Everyone would put their hand up. So let's make this time well spent by putting your attention on your intention. So if you would only take one thing from this training, because you're not going to remember everything that I say. You're not going to remember everything that I say, particularly with this accent and the speed at which I'm able to communicate. <laughs> a lot of people say I talk too fast. I'm like, no, I'm just blessed with the ability to be able to communicate at a really rapid pace. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. So you're not going to be able to remember it. It's like, it's a funny thing, you know, I always talk to my son about this because he loves comedy. He loves comedy. And I say to him, do you know what's great? You laugh for like two hours at a great comedian's show, but you can't remember a single fucking joke. None of them. <laughs> None of them. It's mad. So what I want you to do in this talk is hopefully you laugh at some of my jokes if I've got any to drop today. But really, this is so important. If you could only remember one thing, what would it be? So everyone always has to do this, right? Everyone always has to do this. Like at the start of every, it's kind of like, what do they say it is? It's kind of some like hero's journey, they call it. Um, or they call it an epiphany bridge. You'll see that anybody that does a webinar or a seminar always starts with this. But I'm a little bit of a fraud because... I haven't, I've got all of my limbs, all of them. My parents have never been divorced. I've never been homeless. I wasn't kicked out of school. Uh, I've never been divorced. I've never been bankrupt. I've never lost it all. I've never done any of that stuff. So I haven't really got a, a massive backstory. What I do have is this life. This is me in 2014. At this point in my life, I'm running a supplement company and teaching marketing to people, right? And this is just the kid here. I've got two GCSEs. Um, I'm from a place called South Shields, which is like, how would I describe it? I would describe South Shields as like the arsehole of England. Um, <laughs> that was actually until I went to a place called Skegness recently. Which <laughs> I actually did a speaking gig with Ray Parler. It was mad. I did a terrible job as well. However, so I'm from this place called South Shields. I've got two GCSEs, one in French and one in Spanish. And the only reason I passed those, Wayne, was because they had an oral exam. Um. Not that, I'm saying I'm amazing. Not that I'm saying I'm amazing at that. However, but I didn't know how to deal with this success. I mean, this top left picture, that's my son. I'm living in Marbella with a four-bedroom villa and a private pool. I'm traveling to Florida, business class with my family. I actually got paid to do that, to go and speak in an event. Uh, this is me speaking at some of the biggest events in the world, Body Power, which has like 100,000 people over the weekend. That's me um, where I travel actually the entire first class flight to Miami, for business with Craig David, which was really fucking cool. Obviously, I've got a nice car. I've got this big Southern company. I've got the number one podcast in the UK before podcasts were even cool. Um, and I managed to interview people like Gary Vee and that. Um, that was back in 2014. But what I didn't share with you there was that also in the pursuit of that success, um, I'd gained five stone in weight. I had a really bad uh, booze and cocaine problem. Imagine living in Marbella for two years. It was like going on a lad's holiday for a week, but for two years. Messy. 
Messi, I came back five stone overweight, um, riddled with anxiety and panic attacks and diagnosed bipolar. And it all came to a head in on the 17th of December, 2014, when I was suicidal. We'd moved back to England because of this bipolar diagnosis. I've got a newborn baby and a two-year-old son and my wife just can't handle me. And on this date, I'm back in South Shields and I'm on the edge of a cliff in South Shields, ready to take my own life, ready to end my life, ready to go. It's too much. I can't handle it. I've had enough. It's time for me to go. And no one would even care if I killed myself. These are the words coming out of my mouth. And inside, it's weird because when you're this low, there's no logic. It didn't make any sense. I mean, look at my life from the outside. I've got everything. I've got everything I thought I ever wanted, but on the inside, I'm empty, lonely, angry, depressed. And my wife said to me some words that changed my life. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I tell this story on a regular and I still get emotional. She said to me, think about the kids. And I'm like, well, I am. They'd be better off without me. And again, it doesn't make logical sense that. And she said to me, well, think about the kids growing up and spending the rest of their lives as those kids whose dad killed himself. And I wasn't willing for that to happen. And so much so I ended up basically being able to transform my life. And I made a video about it that right now, this is an old photo. 6.1 million people have seen this video now. But this is me in that time. And you can see, I, look, I actually look very different then. This was seven years ago, almost eight years ago, this. Almost eight years ago. Um, that's my son there, Max. He's now 10. That's my daughter, Nina. She's now eight. And an eight-year-old version of me, uh, which is mad. Um, but in that time also, I remember the 25th of December was, so not only my wife saying that was a turning point for me, it was kind of the wake up call that I needed a slap across the fucking face, a punch in the balls. Because what happens when you build a successful business is you become king of the shitheads. You think you're the main man. You're usually the most successful out of all of your friends. All your friends are usually fucking losers, right? I'm not even kidding here. This is what happened to me. My friends, they're not really losers. I was just the most successful. So I was untouchable. I could drink what I wanted. I could sniff what I wanted. I could spend money on what I wanted, but inside empty. But on, So that was the first wake-up call. The second wake-up call was on the 25th of December, Christmas Day. I'm on my own with the Suicide Watch team. The Suicide Watch team basically makes sure that you don't kill yourself. My wife and my kids aren't even with me on Christmas Day. They're on mother-in-laws because at this point, I'm unbearable. I can't be around anybody. And I met this lady here called Donna. And I talk about Donna in my book, uh, which is available on Audible. And Donna, <laughs> she's from a place called Sunderland, uh, which is right next to where I live, but she's from a rough area there. She doesn't take any bullshit. And it's funny because at this point in my life, when, you, when you're ever this low, you tend to get mollycoddled a little bit. You get mollycoddled by your family. You get mollycoddled by the NHS a little bit. Um, and you kind of, you feel like a bit of a liability, but Donna actually handed me my ass. This photo was only from two years ago. Donna basically said to me, if you don't get your shit together, you're going to die. Because she'd come, Donna would actually come to my house once a week for a little bit. Um, and she'd sometimes call in my office. And often I'd, I'd turn up and I'd be, she'd, she'd turn up and I'd be hungover. She'd be like, you've been drinking and sniffing again this weekend, haven't you? And she basically just said to me, like I say, she said to me, if you don't get your shit together, you're going to die. And that woke me the fuck up. That was the second turning point for me. And I've wrote the word lucky in there for some reason, but it's because of this. Because I'd built this successful business, I was able then to go and invest. I was able then to, I kind of went off the radar business-wise for a couple of years. I sold my supplement company that I had back then, Lean Greens, is still going strong. 
Um, and I'd built up enough of a pot to be able to just go and get my shit sorted. So I ended up, first place I traveled to was Laguna Beach, California. And then I ended up traveling to places like, I spent nine days in Germany with a lady called Byron Katie. No phone, no contact with home. Changed my life. I ended up working with people like Dr. John Demartini. Ended up working with people like Tony Robbins. I worked with all of these people. And I found things that worked for me. I found things that didn't work for me. And I implemented quite a lot of it over the course of a couple of years. Trial and error, like a human experiment, right? Like a human test tube, I was. Testing all of these things. And I managed thankfully, to turn my life around. And this is the bit where I show you um, my massive cock, right? This is me and my massive cock. That was me in 2014. And this is me last year. I managed to, obviously, I I got in much better shape physically, got in much better shape health-wise, transformed my life. And this is me. uh, This is what I built. Anybody that can get 100 and odd guys to sell shields wearing big dick energy T-shirts is doing all right. All right. I mean, I couldn't get fucking way in there. But, <laughs> but we got a hundred and odd other guys there. So I've managed to build this business without even not trying, but I just stumbled into it because once I started seeing results in my own life, people started to be attracted to it. People started to see my transformation. I ended up writing a book in, I wrote this one at the end of 2018, released it in 2019. I think about, I'd probably say 30,000 people have read that. It's all right. Last year, I managed to get a deal with the uh, second biggest publisher in the world, uh, Harper Collins, who signed me for an Audible exclusive. That went to number four, above Ant Middleton, above James Clear, above Jay Shetty. Pretty fucking good. As Wayne said before, I was nominated. Well, actually, I didn't. I wasn't nominated. I w- I've won Master Coach of the Year, UK Master Coach of the Year, two years running, which has never been done before. I started a podcast where I've had the likes of Tyson Fury, Ant Middleton, even though I beat him in the book charts. Ollie Ollerton, Chris Ramsey, my friend James Smith, James Haskell. We've had all of these big players on the podcast and it's impacted thousands and thousands of people. That's obviously our body transformation. Yes, I am wearing budgie smugglers. Um, you don't buy a portion, keep it in the garage, do you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then this year, a few weeks ago, I was lucky enough to be able to attract a thousand people, which is unbelievable, to the Time Theatre, my, my home um, theatre in Newcastle. Um, for a show. And again, the reason I'm telling you that isn't to show you the size of my dick, really. It's to show you what's possible when you take responsibility for what you've created. I've never seen a single transformation start or finish or be in progress without somebody saying, this is all on me. Because most men, and I work mainly with men, are basically teenagers in men's bodies. Blaming everybody else. Blaming the Peter Pan generation. Yes. Pointing the finger of blame. Pointing the finger of blame. When As soon as we blame, we are disempowered. We have no power to change shit, to change anything. And what I see is men blaming the trade. Men blaming the competitors. Men blaming their staff. Men blaming their clients. Men blaming the weather just taking no responsibility. And the reason I showed you that there again, wasn't to show the size of my dick or why you should listen to me, but to show you what's possible just by taking responsibility for where you're at. None of that would have changed unless I said, I did not catch depression. I did not catch bipolar disorder. They are not contagious. I did not catch anxiety and panic attacks. They are not contagious diseases. I created them through a series of habits, 
habitual thoughts, habitual behaviors, and actions. I didn't end up on that fucking cliff by mistake. I have to take responsibility for what I created. And wherever you guys are at right now, whether you're doing well or not, mentally, physically, financially, it's on you. You can blame as much as you like, but consider that every time you point a finger, there's three pointing back at you. So if you want to take back power, the first thing you got to do is just say, this is all on me. So the four critical components we're going to be looking at today are why you get lost, stuck, and overwhelmed and what to do about it, how to become a master of meaning, the power of your palate, and how to deal with negative people. Oh, actually, there's a fifth one. I was like, over deliver. That's if we get there, by the way. I struggle to keep this one to 60 minutes, but we'll try. How to make confidence and happiness really easy. But before we even start, I've actually already covered this slide, which is you have to take total responsibility. You can't change anything when you blame because you are essentially powerless. You hand the power to circumstance. And the more you complain about circumstances, the longer you'll stay stuck to them. So here we go. This is most people that I know. They feel lost, they feel stuck, they feel overwhelmed, and they feel anxious. They essentially wander through life from one drama to the next. I call it the curse of the wandering man. I've actually coached about 200 women this year, which is ironic. Um, but I could, I could, people are just wandering through life. They're just wandering and kind of hoping to make it to the weekend. What I'm really trying to say is a lot of us lose our sense of purpose. And this is not, purpose for me isn't what you are born to do. It wasn't your life's passion. Purpose is just a sense, a feeling, a feeling of having something that I'm moving towards, a feeling of being pulled by inspiration, right? And people don't have this anymore. We probably had it when we first started our businesses, but then we got to a point where we've kind of, I've sacrificed everything to build that, those first successful businesses in 2014. I'd sacrificed friendships. I almost sacrificed my marriage. I sacrificed my mental health. I sacrificed my physical health. I sacrificed all of the hobbies and all of the fun shit, except boozing and sniffing. And I lost my sense of purpose because you've got to consider I'd risen to where I thought I wanted to be. When I was 21 and I started in business, I thought it would feel different when I had the house, the place in Marbella, the car, the wife, the kids, more money than what I knew what to do with. I made my first million in 2014. I had more money than I knew what to do with, but it didn't feel anything like what I thought it would when I was 21. It was kind of like, if I was describing it, it's kind of like I'd climbed this ladder, worked really hard, kicked loads of people down, bled, cried, all of that kind of shit, right? All that motivational stuff. I'd got rid of all of the negative people from my life. I'd got rid of, I'd eliminated all of the energy vampires. Guess who I was left with? Me. I was left with me. Because what I know about people is they like to complain. I got rid of all of the toxic people because this is what motivational people tell you. This is what motivational speakers thought. Oh, get rid of all the negative people. I'm like, well, if I think you're negative, what does that make me? What does that make me win? Makes me negative. It's fucking bullshit. Pedal by the personal development industry. Fuck off with that shit, man. <laughs> anyway, I climbed against the wrong ladder. I got rid of all these people. I climbed against the wrong building. I got to the top and I was like, well, this isn't anything like what I thought it would be. I'd lost my sense of purpose. I'd felt lost. I got overwhelmed easily. I felt stuck and I was anxious all the time. Why? Because I lost that sense of purpose. I had no mission anymore. Men need missions. 
They need missions in business. They need missions in life. They need missions with their health and fitness. They need missions. Men just need missions. Men need a fucking animal to hunt. And so do women. That's why postnatal depression is a thing. Women tend to have to give up their careers to have babies, right? And then the babies grow up a little bit. And then they all get to this point. And again, I'm allowed to say this because I've worked with hundreds. They get to this point where suddenly now they've given up the career, but their purpose is to raise children. A lot of the time, not, um, it's, it's quite a, that's quite an old way of thinking. But again, I can only speak from my experience of the world. And that's my experience of working with ladies. And then the kids grow up a little bit and they're like, well, what do I do now? And then they lose that sense of purpose. Men, we build businesses. Clearly, we build trade businesses in, in what we're talking about here. And then we get to a point and we get to like, well, is this it? This is nothing like what I thought I would be, it would be like. So how do we solve this? Well, it's really easy. We create targets. We create a vision again, just like we did when we first started. We just forget why we started a lot of the time. So create a vision, create targets, create goals, create a mission, hunt the fucking wolf. And you do this by asking a very simple question. I cover it in my book a lot. And it's just a really simple question that I got from a guy called Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan runs a program called Strategic Coach. Um, I'm actually working with him again next year. I haven't been in there for about three years now, but I'm going back next year. And Dan Sullivan's program, um, he, has, he, he has this question called the Dan Sullivan question, which is, imagine we're having this conversation 12 months from today and we're looking back over that year. What would have to have happened for you personally and professionally for you to be happy with your progress? And when we start there, we start to create that sense of purpose. We start to tap into that vision again. We start to have more intention other than trying to make it to the end of the fucking week or our two weeks in Turkey, right? This is what men, this is what men have ended up as. The only sense of purpose we have is to make it to Friday. The only sense of purpose we have is to make it to our two weeks in Turkey. And guess what we spend those Fridays and those, those Turkey holidays? We spend a piss trying to escape the reality that we've created. It's a fucking pandemic. So that's point one. Point two is something that I wanted to cover, um, which is important in, in the context of today. So three weeks ago now, I did this show at the Time Theatre. I don't know of anybody that's done this, particularly not in the UK, who's been able to put get a thousand people in a room on a Friday fucking night in Newcastle and deliver a motivational, essentially what's a motivational talk. I don't know anybody that's ever fucking done this. So we're breaking some barriers with this, right? Definitely. We're breaking some barriers with this. It's like, and by the way, this is not, doing keynotes is fairly easy because people have got pens and paper. People are sitting down, they're making notes. I'm in a fucking theater on a Friday night, people are full of fucking booze. It's a different, it's a totally different game, this. But someone came up to me at the end and, and she, was a, she was a budding life coach. And she's like, Paul, I'm trying to do what you do. By the way, the end was a bit mental. I had to kind of run away because it was just, I was getting mobbed. It was, it was pretty amazing, but also fucking terrifying. And this lady got in first. She's like, Paul, listen, I'm really, I'm, I'm trying to do what you do. I'm trying to build this successful um, coaching company. She said, but I'm just not getting anywhere. And it's starting to get me frustrated. And I really hate it. And I feel like the fucking idiot. I feel like a fraud. I feel like fucking imposter. Cut that shit out. I hate, we may get time to talk about this fucking made up imposter syndrome thing that's fucking crippling so many people bullshit but this um this lady was just she was she was almost crying because she felt so frustrated and she was like how are you doing what you're doing i said it's a great question i said and do you know the only difference really i can't remember her name i think it was like miriam or something she had a, a strange name 
said, oh, do you know the only difference between me and you, Miriam? I said, the only difference between me and you is that I started before you. That's it. I started before you. That's the only difference between me and you is that I started sooner. I started getting my shit together sooner. I started my journaling, my meditation, my goal setting. I started taking action on those goals. I started learning how to sell and present. I started learning all of that shit before you. That's it. So for you guys that are in a place where you're like looking at your competition, like they're so much further ahead. What if they just started before you? What if that's the only difference? And the reason I'm saying this to you is because the things that I'm going to share with you today, we've still got a few more things to go through. Let's not fuck around and start on Monday. Let's start now. Let's not fuck around. Let's not, let's not this, let this amazing summit. Let's not be another summit, another bunch of Zoom webinars, another bunch of whatever it is. Let's not be, let's not this be another notepad that you don't do anything with. Let's not this be, let's not let this be another two or three days where you give up your time and attention and then do fuck all except post a few motivational quotes with the words this next to it. <laughs> let's not do that. Let's take action on what I'm sharing with you today. And I've just shared with you one thing. Create some kind of mission, some vision. Answer that question. And then you can move towards it. So one of the keys for me getting my shit together, and even now, I have a lot of responsibility. Right now, I have a long COVID. It's been a challenge for me. This year, I've had a bit of a mad year. My friend, one of my best friends died at the end of January suddenly. Um, I got COVID really bad. I was off for three weeks. I had to shut down an entire arm on my business. I had to cancel events. It cost me a fortune. Um, I had my uncle try and threaten my wife. I had, um, I tore my pec. I actually detached the pec from the tendon and I haven't been able to train jujitsu, which is my, one of my favorite things to do this year because I tore my pec. I then needed surgery. Then I got banned from driving. I've had a quite a challenging fucking year. And then I got long COVID, which meant that I missed the last quarter. I missed probably five weeks out of the 12. I had to take five weeks out of the 12 weeks off work. And when I was working, I couldn't do much because my energy is so fucking poor, right? The only reason that I've been able to handle this without losing my shit and still be able to get that best-selling book done, still be able to run some events for the lads in my program, still be able to get a thousand people in a theater is because I've been able to become a master of meaning. Now, what this means is that people's biggest challenge in their life is usually stress, right? The biggest challenge is usually stress. And all stress is a result of, well, one, all stress is self-created. Nobody stresses you out. Your thoughts about them stress you out. No situation causes your stress. Your thoughts about the situation cause your stress. Stress is all self-created and it comes from when your expectations are not being met. So what happens is this. This is the reality. This is the event. This is the challenge you're going through. This is your thoughts about it, your expectations of it your shoulds and your shouldn'ts. And then that happens. That creates friction. That's also known as stress. So let me give you a little insight into this. I'm just going to bring up my uh, bit, of, bit of a technology flex for you here. Let's get this on. Uh, it's, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> it always does it. Do you know why? Zoom. Let's see. Actually, it might work. Zoom's on. There we go. We're on. We're on, we're on, we're on. Okay, so let's go. it's real simple. List. So what we have is, let's name any situation and event. We can call it a clusterfuck. We can call it a circumstance. We can call it just something happens, right? Something happens. 
somebody doesn't pay you on time, which I know is a thing in the trade. Somebody doesn't pay you on time. Right now, I think there's a problem with supplies. Supply chains are going off. You're not able to get materials. Well, at least that's what my builder told me. That was his excuse for not finishing me fucking party all when I got back. You can't get materials. You can't get supplies. And we this causes stress. But this is just the fact, right? This is the fact, right? And then we have, on top of that, we place a... Let me shrink the size of my pen because that's too, that's too chunky. We then have a perception, okay? Our perception of the event. This is why two people can have the same challenge going on, but react completely differently. It's not down, oh, well, he's just more chilled than me. That's not the truth. The truth is he has a different perception of the situation. In other words, he has a different meaning. He adds a different meaning to that challenge. And then as a result of that perception, I think my iPod's pencil has just died. That is not handy. On top of that perception, let me do that again. Technology. I'm trying to do a technology flex and it clearly didn't work. So here we have <laughs> event. Here we have event. Here we have the perception. I'm doing this with me mouse, which is why it looks so bad. There we have the perception or the meaning that we place upon it. And this is all going to make sense in a second. Then we make a decision. Okay. Then we make a decision based on that perception. Then we take an action. Okay. Action. And then we get a result. So actually, the things that lead to your results are your perceptions of things that happen. That's it. That's essentially what your life looks like. Your life has been a series of events, and then the decisions you made as a result of those events. Example, i give you an example from 20, I think it was last year. I don't know how long this COVID-19 thing's been going on for. But last year, start of last March, last March, um, I'm going to give you two examples of gym owners that I've worked with. Both lived in Dublin, both in the same situation. Both had their gyms closed, out of the blue, completely closed down. One of them is now making more money than he ever made. And by the way, this was even before the gyms opened back up, this example. The other guy now no longer has a business. What happened? Both of their gyms got shut down. One of them made it mean, shit, no one's going to have any money, so I'm going to cancel everyone's membership. And then he hid behind his settee. The other one made it mean, shit. He still said shit. <laughs> shit shit people are going to need to focus on their health and fitness more than ever how can i help them one of them cancelled all the memberships the other one rang everybody and said you're going to need me more than you've ever needed me how can i help by september october time last year one of them was out of business the other one created an even bigger business why not because of the circumstance but because of their reaction to the circumstance. In other words, the meaning that they added to the circumstance. That's it. That's the only difference. And <laughs> this is so simple. This is so simple. So they made different decisions, took different actions, and got a different result, but it wasn't because the circumstance was different. It wasn't because the industry was different. The industry was the same. The town was the same. The people were the same. The competition was the same. All that was different was the meaning that they attached to it. So a real simple technique you can use here is just when something happens, ask yourself this question, and that means. And then we add on this question, what else could it mean? What else could it mean? Does it mean that you've got an opportunity? So for me, having long COVID is, I wouldn't say it's been a blessing, it's still a challenge. 
but it's meant that I've been able to actually change the entire trajectory of my business because it can't rely on me being on form all the time anymore. Can't rely on that because I'm not on form all the time. It can't rely on me hustling and showing up. I mean, Wayne, we're really lucky to just get this done, right? Because I'm having to say no to almost everything. My schedule's full, but my schedule is actually only on a three-day work week right now because I'm having to protect my energy. That's the truth, right? So actually having long COVID has made me completely reassess where my business and where my life's going. It's had me assess my health, my sleep, my training, my morning rituals, how I spend my time. So it's actually, I've made it mean something completely different. Most people would be stressed and drinking and trying to do anything to kind of make themselves feel better and probably acting like victims. I've had to shift out of that victim mode really quickly. Because the reality is, if you're in the trade and you're running the business, you're a leader. And the number one thing I know about leading is it has to be done by example. That's the fucking truth. All right, so moving on from this, the number one contributor to what you make things mean isn't your upbringing. That, that, that does impact it because your beliefs have to come from somewhere. They've normally been imprinted on us by somebody in our family. And we believe them as, as the, we place them as an authority figure. So we tend to believe them. But the number one thing for me that impacts what you make things mean is actually your state, where you are at physically, mentally, and emotionally. Think about this. When you're tired, you react very different to things. You react very differently to things going wrong. When you feel like shit, when you've been drinking on a weekend, Monday mornings are a million times harder. You don't create that Sunday evening. That Sunday night anxiety doesn't happen by accident. It's beer fear. <laughs> so it normally happens to a lot of people. And again, this is not me slating drinking because I'll still drink probably every 90 days. Maybe the end of my 90 day block. Sometimes I'll have a couple of drinks. I didn't have any drinks in Dubai. I had an after party after my show where I, I mean, I stayed for, I spent two grand on this after party and I stayed for 45 minutes. The people were there all night. I was there for 45 minutes. I don't want to see it as that. I want you to just consider how important it is how important your physical health is. And I'm not the fitness guy, but what I do know is that your life is way harder when you treat your body like shit. Mental health needs physical support, full stop. And mental health, really, you think about this, this is the thing here that drives your business or doesn't. This is the thing here, your energy levels will either inspire the people that you work with or deflate them. So get it fucking handled. What impacts that then? Well, what I want to touch on here is the power of your palate. The power of your palate. Your palate is essentially what you take in. Okay? Most of us are trying to, and, and a lot of us will be watching this, we're trying to output positivity. We're trying to output positivity. And what that means is we're just trying to take positive actions. We're trying to take positive steps. We're trying to push ourselves. We're trying to win customers. We're trying to deliver for those customers. We're trying to get referrals. We're trying to manage staff. We're trying to put out all this positive output. Okay? We're trying to have all of this positive output. But the truth is this. None of us really look at our input. And I've just mentioned what you put in your mouth, what you put up your nose, will dramatically impact the way you feel. And it's usually the number one factor, actually. But there's other kinds of input as well. There's what you watch. There's what you listen to. That's the great thing about this summit. There is who you listen to. There is what you read. If you put negative shit in, it becomes very difficult to put positive shit out. 
So if you're still in them WhatsApp groups where your mates all they ever do is share what they're drinking and the accumulator they've got at the weekend, and you're trying to build a business that's exceptional, I'm going to guarantee you this. You will lower your standards to get the approval of your peer group. And this is why masterminds, programs, coaches are so powerful because there are two things that are happening here. You will either, because the law of conformity it's called, you will either rise and raise your standards to get the approval of your peer group or you will lower your standards to get the approval. And for most of us, we're playing a game where we will lower our standards to get the approval of our mates who have lives that we don't want, which is kind of sad. So you've got to start looking at, here's the order that I give you. Start looking at, right, where am I getting my information from? What am I watching? What does my Facebook and Instagram newsfeed look like? Is it full of people arguing and fighting? And is it full of negativity? And is it full of people on the piss and on the sesh? Is it full of that? Because what will happen is, again, if I'm inputting that shit, but then I'm trying to output something different, it's going to be very challenging. It's like it's it's like your environment, right? The environment is not just where you physically are. It's what you watch, it's what you read, it's what you listen to, it's what you take in here. That's the environment that you're creating. When your environment opposes your goals, right? And again, if you look at your Instagram, the newspapers you're reading, the websites that you're spending time on, what you're listening to on the radio, for example, what you're watching on the news, what TV programs you're watching, what what's all of that stuff, right, is your environment. And if that is not in line with what you see you want, all you're left with is willpower. The problem with willpower, it has an expiry date and it doesn't fucking work. So the, for this part, what I want you to think about is if you want to output positive, you've got to input positive. And unfortunately for most of you, right, for most of you, you are inputting negative. You're putting garbage in and then expecting diamonds out. You've got to put diamonds in to get diamonds out. You put garbage in, you get garbage out. That's what tends to happen for most people. Okay, so that's my, my next point. Now, my final point here, my final point on this today is the truth about negative people. And I've kind of already covered it. Okay, so with my ban from driving recently, right? funny thing about my ban from driving is I've actually only got, so I got banned for too many points. I've actually only got six points for speeding. The other six points were for poor admin. I didn't send the form back in time. It's fucking heartbreaking. However, have I been able to handle getting banned from driving? Well, my step count has gone through the roof. My step count is so high right now. I'm saving a fortune on tax, insurance, diesel, all of that kind of stuff. And I'm walking everywhere, which is fucking great. I'm getting more videos done, more audiobooks listened to, more podcasts listened to, more coaching calls done. It's great. That's how to master meaning, by the way. But the truth about negative people, I'm on the Metro, right? Which is the Northeast version of the tube, right? And I'm sitting there and I, my headphones have died. I think I was at the cinema or something. And I'm coming back and I just hear these three women sitting together. And all they're doing is fucking complaining. I'm just hearing, hey, have you seen the price? Hey, have you seen all these people queuing for the boosters? Hey, have you seen you need a COVID passport? Hey, that Sharon is a slag. And they're just complaining. And I'm listening, I'm hearing it. And I'm like, by the time I get off the Met roll, I've just been drained. And we all have people who we deem as, oh, they're so negative then. And again, the personal development industry will fill us full of shit about, hey, you shouldn't surround, you need to surround yourself with positive people. I mean, no one's positive all the time. And, and the, the thing is with positive thinking, 
someone's probably already spoke about this on one of the things. They're going to hate me for saying this. The problem is with positive thinking is, again, you're not supposed to be positive all the time. You're not supposed to be happy all the time. These are emotions, and emotions are law or subject to the, to the law of, uh, what's the law? Well, actually, they're just transient. They, they rotate. They move all of the time. They change, right? They change. Yeah, they move. Emotion means energy in motion, right? And the problem with this positive thinking movement is that people think when they are not positive that there's something wrong with them. They think that they are broken. And then when other people aren't positive, they think that they're negative. I'm like, what if people are just people? What if people just say words and do stuff? And then we add the meaning. So those women have forgotten that they, that's just how they communicate. That's just... Actually, when people are complaining, what are they really trying to do? They're trying to make themselves feel better. And I want people in my life to feel better. I figured this out with my mom. My mom's, all she does is complain and gossip. Now, for years, I would avoid my mom because I'm like, fuck me now, my mom drains her life out of me. She's a fucking energy vampire. And then I was like, but she's me, mom. I can avoid her and try and change her or I can change my perception of her. Again, if I think she is negative, that means that I am actually negative. My thoughts about her are negative. If I think people are toxic, what does that make me? It means my thoughts are toxic. Yeah, I never simple, use that word. The simple place of placing that label on them. Is yeah. The I, same mean, thing. I, never use, I never use that word toxic. The more someone uses that word, the more it says about them, actually. So the truth about negative people is that there's actually no such thing as negative people. There are only negative thoughts about people. People are just doing their best. What this enabled me to do is, is actually stop hiding. Remember, 2014, I'd got rid of all the negative people and the only person left was me. And guess what I was? A miserable prick. So yes, we want to surround ourselves with ambitious people who are a little bit further ahead than us so we can learn from them. But if I go around trying to avoid negative people, I'm going to be running quite a lot, running away from situations, running away from people. I'm going to be very fucking lonely. I'm going to be very lonely. And the reality is if I want to grow a business that impacts millions of people, I've got to be cool with people. I've got to love everyone. If you want to build something of importance, you can't go around saying, oh, I'm avoiding negative people. He's too negative. He's too toxic. Just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't mean they're negative. Just because someone complains about something doesn't mean they're negative. They're trying their best. Anger. This is a really important one. Because anger is a, I mean, sometimes it can be useful. Sometimes, it, I remember back in 2019, there was a guy in my program that I coached for ages who then tried to poach all of my clients. He started messaging everybody saying, hey, I'm starting a program that's cheaper than Paul's. Do you want to join? <laughs> and that really pissed me off at the time. However, it gave me fuel. Since then, my business has probably more than 10 x since that moment. I used it as fuel to start with. However, it can be a consuming emotion a real consuming emotion that can stop you from making progress, that can distract, be very distracting. It uses a lot of energy. What I started to see was that the things that I was angry at or the people that I was angry at, it's always people, right? People are our biggest source of joy and also our biggest source of frustration and anger, right? But anger is, a, a, again, anger is like stress. It comes from your expectations not being met. So what we have here is, I'm going to draw it out on my, uh, I'm going to get my, share my screen so I can demonstrate it better. Here we have someone's behavior, right? Let's just say you have a guy that's worked for you who has now set up his own business and is not, no, let's just say you have paid you, someone owes your money and you haven't, they haven't paid you, right? 
I know this happens a lot in the trade. So you have their behavior. Up here, you have your expectations or your shoulds and shouldn'ts. He should have paid me on time. He shouldn't have fucking ripped me off. He should have done this. He should have done that. I wouldn't do that. So we, we essentially expect us from other people. That's a very fast track in misery. We expect other people to have the same standards as us. We expect other people to behave like we would. We expect other people to do what they should. We expect other people to do all. We expect us from them. So here's our expectations. Here's their behavior. In between there is anger, disappointment, frustration, hurt, pain, and a lot of energy. So the way that I was able to transcend anger, and that doesn't mean I don't ever get pissed off. Sometimes we're like, sometimes this will happen. I'll be like, are you fucking kidding me, mate? Fuck off. The guy had a dig at me the other day. I'm running a free uh, seminar tomorrow night, an online webinar thing. And uh, this guy commented on my ad and said, fucking money grabber. I'm like, mate, it's fucking free, you fucking nugget. <laughs> and I reacted like that to start, I reacted like that to start with, because I'm like, really? How can you not fucking see that it's free? Anyway, the reason, the way I was able to transcend anger, it's important. It doesn't mean I don't ever get pissed off. It just means I don't spend much time or energy on being angry. Sometimes I go bang and then I'll catch it really quickly. I'm like, oh, there's me believing that everybody should act like me. There's me believing that things should be different again. So the way I was able to transcend this is I'm able to see their behavior, okay? Which again, this is a fact. This is the reality here. The problems start when I start arguing mentally with reality, right? I see their behavior as a limitation of where they're at. So, of course, they're going to behave like that from their perspective. Their behavior, people's behavior is all, always a demonstration of how they are dealing with life. Now, that doesn't mean it's okay for somebody not to pay you on time. It just means that I'm not going to spend loads of energy being angry on it. I'm going to accept it, which doesn't mean letting it go. It doesn't mean it is what it is. It means I'm not going to, I'm not going to get angry anymore, but I'm still going to deal with it. I'm going to accept it. And this is the important part. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to transcend it. And then I'm going to take the, so in other words, I'm going to see their behavior as a limitation of where they're at, which puts me in a different headspace. And then I'm going to take the appropriate next step. Taking the appropriate next step with anger often ends up a fucking clusterfuck. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm taking the appropriate next step, but not with anger. I'm transcending anger and I'm getting, I'm losing anger by thinking, well, of course he's behaving like that. Of course he is. That's who he is. That's who she is. I can argue with it and try and get her to be like me or whatever. Or I'm be like, yeah, that's who he is. And now I'm going to take the appropriate next step. That enables me to put all my energy somewhere else rather than waste it. Because anger is a very, it's high energy anger, very high energy. I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of that energy into actually letting it, letting the anger go and put all the energy into the appropriate next step or my appropriate next steps for my life. Because I understand that people's behavior is a projection of how they deal with life. That's very, this is very important for you guys to understand this. Because again, I get that trade. I've worked with a lot of trades people, I've worked with a lot of joiners, builders, tree surgeons. I've worked with all the, any, any business you can think of, I've probably worked with at some level. And this is one of the things that slows them down, other people. So this is my very last point, confidence and happiness, okay? By the way, I look like I'm smuggling fucking Tic Tacs in that picture, I don't I? Jesus Christ. <laughs> smuggling fucking cashew nuts. Jeez. It must have been, it must have been cold up north that day. It must have been cold, mate. Oh, I was really excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited. So 
Good hang of fucking hat on them, couldn't you? <laughs> so confidence. I get asked about this a lot. Paul, how come you got so much confidence? How do I deal with a lot of confidence? I'm like, the thing is with confidence, confidence isn't something that you have, okay? You don't catch it. You don't have it. You create it. Just like I said at the start, depression, anxiety, panic attacks. I didn't catch those. They weren't contagious. They're not a disease. I created them all. Confidence is also created. The problem that people have with confidence is they think they have to have confidence to do things. The reality is this. You have to do them without confidence so that you can get, get the confidence. So confidence is cultivated. Confidence only comes from doing, not thinking about doing. So a real simple technique that I use for this is every day I write down three wins that I've had that day, period. I spend a lot of time collecting confidence. So every day I write down three things minimum that have gone well. Every week I write down the top five things that have gone well. Every 45 days I write down the top thing, top 10 things that have gone well. Every 90 days I write down the top 20 things that have gone well. Every year I write down the 20 magic moments that I had that, that year. Guess how that makes me feel? Confident as fuck. But I'm collecting it. I'm putting effort in to creating and cultivating confidence. I talk about this in my book as well. Happiness, real simple, this one. You're going to hate this because it sounds very American, you guys. Happiness, you're not supposed to be happy all the time. It's an emotion. It is transient. It keeps moving. But happiness is nothing but the result of thinking happy thoughts. If I said to you, think of something that makes you happy right now. Think of somebody that when you're with them, you feel happy. Think of a situation in your life that's happened where you felt really happy. Just thinking of that situation and thinking that person will create the motion of happiness. The problem that most of us have is we don't allow ourselves permission to feel happy until our life or the outside world matches our pictures of how we think it should look. Most people's source of, most people's source of their unhappiness is when their pictures in their head of how they think their life should be don't match the pictures of how it actually is or don't match the reality. When pictures don't match reality, we get unhappiness. Now, the real unhappiness comes from when you think you can't do anything about it. When you think you can't do anything about it. So a real simple tool that I use inside of one of my programs called a happiness buffet, right? <laughs> Essentially, all you do is you write down 10, 15, 20 things, but when you do them, they create the motion of happiness. Guess what you can do? More of those that's it. That's it. All right. Wayne, do you have any questions? By the way, if you guys want to find out more about what I do, you can go on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, uh, whatever. I didn't actually touch on that as well. I'm now, I'm now working with the slide mustn't have gone in. I'm now in the dick measuring contest. I'm now actually um, working with Spotify. So I'm, I work with the Spotify team, the Spotify staff on their mindset, uh, confidence and managing their emotions. Uh, which is cool. Spotify pay quite well. <laughs> wow, fantastic. Yeah. So, Jeez, Wayne, what questions do you have for me? Well, firstly, you know, what a banger. What an absolute Thank you, mate. banger. I appreciate there. that. I think people are going to need to rewatch and, um, and maybe and do it in half. Nobody's watching this at 2x speed, are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I know you and I'm struggling to keep up. So, <laughs> you guys, you know, this has been fantastic. There's absolute gold in there. You've got to go out and extract that out. Uh, before I get onto questions, we've got a couple of minutes. Um, Paul's kindly donated a few books, right? So 
if you can, there's a private community for everyone that donated to this. If you can go into that community and post one lesson that you've just learned from this from this uh, training, the first five people that tag me into it, right, will get a copy of Paul's book and get a notepad that Paul's given. And oh, sick. I love it. I love it. Well. Hey, wait, I also want to throw in, because I know I didn't really talk about business then. A lot of you guys are there to grow your business. But most of you don't have a business problem. You have a you problem. Most of you, especially after this summit, know what to do. You're just not doing it. And not doing something that you know is the same as not knowing. So my goal today, my intention was today, was to give you some tools so you can spend less time thinking, less time worrying, and more time doing by getting a handle on this and this. Your energy and your ability to master meaning will be the two biggest contributors into how fast, how effectively you can grow your business without having to drop everything else like I did. Yeah. Yeah, it is literally, it has been amazing to listen to it. You know, you're just full of energy. So with regards to questions, um, the obvious one, you know, just to be a bit of promotion to you, you've already put your website there. What, what's the, is, is it oh, everything we need to know on the website? Everything you need to know on the website. The best thing you could possibly do is, there's loads of free stuff on my website as well, is stick your email address in and you'll get my world famous daily emails. And that's where I send out, here's when a podcast's coming. Here's when I'm doing a free training. Here's when my next live show is. We're going to be doing London next year, which is exciting. Possibly Dublin as well. Um, yeah, you'll get any book releases that I've got coming up. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Fantastic. And um, so I'm just trying to think now, because I think you've covered pretty much most of the questions I, I wanted a to ask. You know? yeah. um, so I suppose it's easy. What's the next step? So for someone that you're new to, right? This is all brand new information. Yes. Okay. Where should they start first? Where, two what, things. What foot should they put forward first? I'll give you two things that I would look at first. Uh, one, uh, have a look at your, your, your input audit. Do an input audit. What am I watching? What am I listening to? And does it fit with my goals? Yeah. Right? What am I listening to? What am I watching? Uh, what am I reading? What groups am I in? Who do I follow on socials? Uh, what's going in my ears? What am I watching on TV? What All of that stuff will be the first thing I do. Because again, when that environment that you create for your mind, because your mind will adapt to the environment that it's putting in the longest, right? Over time. So does, your, does what you are putting your, where you're putting your mind, the environment that you're putting it in, match where you want to go with your life? If it doesn't, you have to change this. Most people try and change this and then wonder why they keep self-sabotaging. Most people try and change this and then wonder why they keep falling off the wagon and going back to default. It's because they haven't handled this input. They haven't handled the environment. They keep putting garbage in and trying to produce great out, but they keep putting garbage out eventually. It's always going to get, you can't, environment will always beat willpower. Secondly is I would create that mission. Answer that 12 month question. Because a lot of us were like bikes. We need something to move forwards towards what most men do is they're just trying to make it a Friday or they just, they're like a bike, right? There's no, if there's no forward motion, it falls over. So we got to create that. We've got to create something that inspires us, that electrifies us and that pulls us forward. So we don't need to be pushed by motivation. We need to be pulled by inspiration. And that starts with your vision. There we go, guys. You do know that has been absolutely eye opening. Hey, and we're finished Thanks. on time. There we go. Lovely. I love it.
I really hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I just wanted to pull it out there for anyone listening that I offer business coaching, but also life coaching. My life is centered around something called the free Bs, which stands for body, business, and balance. When you work with me as a coach, we tackle all three aspects of life. So you as an individual, body, mindset, health, fitness, knowledge, education, Business B obviously stands for your business, improving, maximizing opportunities, elevating, making more money. And balance stands for your for friends, family, loved ones, you know, making time for everything in your life. And the free Bs is the core element to that. If you'd like to learn more, I would ask you to reach out to me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you might be consuming my information. Um, or you can email me directly at wayne at offthetools.co.uk. I'm here waiting to assist you to elevate across all aspects of life. Have a good one. No excuses. Let's go.